All right. Look at that. All right. Welcome to Cannabis Radio Live, everybody. Uh, this is our inaugural episode of Cannabis Radio Live. Uh, I'm Darren Babin. If you don't know me, um, it's okay. You'll get to know me right along with everybody else in this little journey. But joining me uh, today and uh, going into this uh, this new journey of something that we're doing, we're, we're mixing uh, mixing our radio with video. Uh, is Brasco, who is our senior producer and, of course, the host of Blunt Business. Uh, Brasco, you know, are, it's buddy. funny. It's funny <laughs> that we've been doing our own podcasting and doing audio for over fifteen years, both of us, and you longer than I have. And we've known it's always like we've always been ahead of the times when it comes to trying to do something with video, trying to do something with audio, and the things we could do ahead of time. Always been, you know, forward thinking about it. And yeah. now everybody else wants to play in the playground of let's do podcasting. Let's do video. Let's everybody wants to get one of these type of mics on and get going. <laughs> let's What's do it. Right now. Well, you know what? Like it, it is the advent and you know, we've been talking about this for a while now, the, the whole, uh, do we play inside of, of Facebook's, uh, sandbox? Um, you know, do we play inside of YouTube sandbox, by the way, YouTube, uh, we're pushing this over to YouTube we're as behaving. well. But we're behaving, we're behaving, we are behaving. Uh, so YouTube, what Facebook, uh, multiple Facebook pages. Um, so if you're watching this on your uh, favorite Facebook page, thanks for tuning in. Share this with some friends, like it, follow us, smash the little uh, notification button so that when we go live, like you get notified. Um, and we're gonna do this. So, what, what is what is cannabis radio live? Um, it's just us going live. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> we're we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of the the big stories um, that are out there in cannabis uh, over the previous week. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of the little hot buttons. We're gonna drill down into just one ultimately, and then of course we're gonna talk about some of the things that are going on around cannabis radio. Uh, we'll talk about uh, you know some of the new shows that are that are dropping on the network uh, with special guests and whatever things like that. And of course, uh, we'll bring on some special guests. Uh, we'll also be doing some giveaways and stuff like that. So, uh, George, I think th we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of get this thing off and running. Um, so, there's a number of big stories out there. Um, and one of them to me doesn't seem to be, uh, like we've, we've, we've always talked about, um, you know, big weed, big money, uh, and all the numbers of bills that they, they, you know, shove, try and shove into Congress at once. Um, there's and always, by the way, I don't want to make it where we're, when we're talking at all, that yeah. we need to be political about it. Oh, all I no, want is yeah. Congress to respond, to actually do something for the industry. You, everybody can go ahead and agree to disagree on how things should be. But the thing is, we actually want some relief from our government to do something about it. Because we know there's a lot when it comes to the industry about how it could be an economic boon. Like the, right now, the economy is going up and down all over the place. It's crashing. It's coming back up. If you had cannabis into the mix and the money, look at the tax revenue that California gets, $4 billion. Think of the rest of the country. And, you know, politicians like their money, right? Yeah. So take your <laughs> cut, come to us and say, okay, let us do our thing. Just let us do our thing and we can handle this. 
So, so I'm, I'm grateful that at this point we're starting to see big corporations get behind it. Right. Like yeah. one, uh, who was Amazon, right? Amazon, uh, they put their money where their mouth is, right? They, they put money behind lobbying, um, you know, for the legalization. What else? Uh, well, there's a there's an update that they put out at Fortune 500. Or there was a story that was put out about how they want to be Earth's best employer and Earth's safest place to work. And one of the things they talked four different things about what they supported. So more act, safe yep. banking. Yeah. But the one thing I'll tell you that's important was and this is what I think every company out there, especially tech companies and Amazon, Uber's talked about it. You know, we've had others. But the one thing that really stands out, and there's a VentureBe article I want to take from. They talk about reputation risk. And yeah. they said that they evaluated the current conflict between state and federal law and their decision of endorsing or accommodating cannabis on their platforms doesn't pose enough of a reputation risk. The biggest right. freaking company in the world. And they're saying, well, yeah, we're going to stand and, behind cannabis. And, and then they, they, they went one step further, right? They, they are no longer oh. drug mm. testing their employees for marijuana. Yeah. Good. I mean, them. You know, that's that's enough for me to, you know, continue ordering stuff from Amazon. Right. Like, you know, I think for the longest time that, you know, that was one of the biggest concerns for a lot of people right after legalization was uh, their employer concerns. And I, I think we've gotten far enough into this from for employers to realize. Right. Just as Amazon has come to this conclusion um, that this is not the scary drug that everybody you know thought it was uh and so they stopped testing their employees for marijuana way to you go know, amazon the, on the green peak <clears throat> with the richard's wiki one of our shows on cannabis radio when they yep. talked to steve d'angelo you know one of the big pioneers in the industry harborside medical and i remember <clears throat> there was one question he asked about you know what does the tech industry he talks to silicon valley types and they're all saying, hey, they're all saying, we're just waiting in the wings. We're kind of in the bullpen. We're waiting to go ahead and jump in and invest. We're all ready to go ahead and jump in the water and play in the cannabis industry and put money into it. We're just all waiting. And everybody yeah. doesn't worry about reputation. It's just the media that wants to go and say something about what's bad about it. But the truth is, Wall Street's behind it. These big businesses, tech's behind it. I mean, what else do you need? Politicians obviously are trying to get around cutting corners to do it. Put in the National Defense Authorization Act. Let's try to get the Safe Banking Act embedded into something else. They're trying. They're trying to talk to the Attorney General. Deschedule it. Do something. Yeah, let's try something here. At least we're getting some kind of push. But, you know, this just drowns away what you're talking about. Yeah. Nobody cares about this whole stigma or stereotype anymore. Not anymore. It's not there. No, no. I, I mean, in fact, Amazon spent nearly $5 million lobbying Congress uh, for the MORE Act, right? So they really are, they're putting their money, you know, where their mouth is. Uh, they're backing up their mouth with their actions with their own employees. Uh, and, and they're out there trying to encourage other businesses to do the same. I, and reputationally, George, like you said, it, it, this isn't an issue. Amazon hasn't taken it on the chin for it, and and nope. um, I, I I don't believe anybody else is going to either. You're not just talking about Amazon, alcohol and tobacco industries. They're in the lobbying front, and they're spending tens of millions of dollars per year trying to make this happen. 
yeah. they're going to get it across the finish line. If anybody's going to do that, they're putting the money in there and just stacking, piling up. There you go. Now, I, I did want to talk about this other story we came across. Um, it, this, this baffles the shit out of me. All right. So first off, if you're a parent and you're watching this, I want you to lean in just a little bit. All right. If you do you consume cannabis, lean in a little further. Okay. You have young, young, young kids, little ones, right? Curious. Put your edibles away. Yeah. <laughs> Put your edibles away. I don't think you took. You don't think you put your guns out on the dining room table or something, right? <laughs> wow. <clears throat> gummies or gummies or gummies or gummies for a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, ten-year-old. Gummies are gummies, right? They don't know any different. You can tell them, oh, they're special. Oh, they're medicine. They're candy to them. They're gonna put it in their mouth. They're gonna eat it. And next thing you know. You're going to have a kid that is not in, in good shape. <laughs> so now, do you need to put like childproof caps on this stuff? Like put like pills. Is that what we're going to have to do at some point? Well, so look, ch childproof um, packaging is, is not as, you know, that like that that's already there right now in the cannabis industry. Right. But edibles is, is uh, I think a horse of a different color, right? Because, um, you know, I, I know there's some edible packaging that we've seen that when, you know, like, it, it, I mean, I can't get into it, right? It's crazy. No. But but what happens when you have a five-year-old that knows how to crack a safe? And I'm just saying, right? Five-year-olds <laughs> can get into things that we don't <laughs> just because, right? But I'm dead serious, right? So, look, there was a study that was done um, up in, in uh, Ontario. And uh, they saw from um, before um, edibles were legal across the country in Canada, right? Yep. It was just flour, right? So they measured uh, emergency room visits for accidental ingestion of cannabis, right, in children. And so specifically, this was edibles. So somebody go, you know, they, they buy, buy some flour, make their own edibles at home and, and kids getting into it. Um, the numbers were dramatically, dramatically different between once um, uh, edibles were legalized and uh, able to be packaged up and sold en masse. Um, the numbers went through the roof, which means what? Way, what? Edibles it, have only it, been a couple it, of years legalized in just, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Very so, short time. Correct, correct. So so <clears throat> what I'm saying is don't be lazy parents. I don't, I don't know what that shit is, right? Uh, for those of you in the business, we all know this. We need to educate our consumers about what they need to be doing with their, their, their product when they get it home uh, or it's in the car. Uh, they, they leave it in the car. They, you know, they, they go and say, don't leave your cannabis products in the cabin of the vehicle. Don't do it. You're supposed to put it in the trunk, lock it. Why? Why, Why is it that you do this? Uh, any state that you talk to, any cannabis attorneys in, they're going to tell you when you leave the dispensary, you put it in your trunk, lock it, right? That It's an extra layer of security if you get pulled over. Also, if you have kids in the car and you're not paying attention, you're on the phone, your kids go digging in the bag. 
Yeah, but you know. but and you know you know who you are kids. with with those kids. You know yeah. who you are. But Control it's an obvious kids. thing with the kids. What what but you also know they're gonna do is the government can also do a little bit better at that. Like look, when they're doing the legalization, they're talking about the fact that okay, we need the package to be to be a certain way. There can't be certain branding on it. They're worried about that. They're worried more about pulling people over, even when legalization's in play and people are still getting pulled over for having cannabis in the car. Like they're still kind of backwards in a lot of things trying to correct this. So when you see one of their officials talk about, well, their legalization was intended to prevent increases in child cannabis poisonings. Well, the other problem is, how do you know these are not edibles that were kind of like put together by, you know, the parents and like they might have made some brownies or something like that. Uh, and they're right. going to poison them as well. You don't know what they're going to do with no, them. No, correct. That, that's that's my point is, is like if you've got small ones, you got <laughs> you, you've got to be mindful that the small ones are going to get into it. You that's have it. to lock your stuff up, lock your flower up, lock your vape pens up, your carts, lock up your your if you make can of butter, lock that, lock all that up. If you if you have finished product that you've made at home, put it up like it's really simple, like yeah. lock your stuff up. Kids, kids will be kids and they don't know any different. Right. And even if you got teenagers <laughs> that think they know, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Lock it up. Right. That's just what you do specifically for businesses. I think there's an opportunity surrounding this. Um, and, and doing outreach to your customer base, um, specifically showing responsibility around education, right? Yeah. Uh, as a parent, this is what you should be Which doing. you are this, a parent, by the way. I'm not I am a parent. I am, I, I, I am a parent. And I had, I had a conversation with my kids about cannabis. Absolutely, right? Um, every parent needs to do that. Right. Because, look, I'm the former state director for normal in Arizona, and I can tell you one of the things that I learned in that capacity um, that I was able to help with, you know, other parents realize um, the, the very first thing that kids get access to. And this is this is crazy. It, it's not. It's not booze. It's not weed. It's mom and dad's medicine cabinet. That's the first place, right? Liquor cabinet, yeah. As <clears throat> medicine cabinet one, liquor cabinet two. Yeah. And it happens like that. And then we wonder, like, what, you know, what happened to my kids? Where, where did that come from? Because you weren't paying attention, right? So I, I would encourage people pay attention. Uh, if you're a business owner, this is an opportunity to talk to your customers who are parents about how they should be storing their their purchases when they get home. And right? by the way, I bet you the parents that, that probably had to take their kids to the hospital. I'm I'm partly joking, but I'm sure they're the ones that are getting overcoddled and overprotected. Oh, we got to put you in a bubble. We can't let you get harmed by anything. Oh, my little daughter can't be hurt by anything <laughs> right, at all. Right. <laughs> Evil edibles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The edibles aren't evil, <clears throat> but but they shouldn't. Right. They they shouldn't be in a child ever. No. Um, so smart parents get smart. <laughs> we have to got to fix wow. that. <laughs> um. Well, now, speaking okay. of things that everybody overprotects about, especially with the kids now these days, yeah. our yeah. spotlight. Our spotlight. Yeah. Do you want to say it? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> COVID. Look, so okay, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, 
Okay, George, I see you're, you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> well, remember, I went to school to be a journalist when it first all came about, and I'm ashamed of what the media has become on how they're treating COVID. Look, it's so hard for everybody to get the right message here because I don't want to talk about what all the cable news says or all the other local news says. All I know is my own experience. Okay, got two shots. Well, I got the J&J, the initial and the booster. I got COVID right around Christmas. That's what it's supposed to do. That's what vaccines are supposed to do. You're supposed to feel a piece of the of the sickness. That's how you get immunity to it or how you fight it off. So this whole thought of like you take the shot and then you're gonna get you're gonna never get it. You're idiots. That's <laughs> what it's meant to do. My brother is you know he's a medical professional now. He's working radiology. He's working in the emergency rooms all the time. He says, trust me, there's other things you're worrying about all the time, like dengue and, you know, uh, whatever, like, you know, gangrene and stuff like that. That's much more deadlier than this stuff. And he has to see that on a, a quite a regular basis. So for everybody to get so scared because of what happened here, at the beginning, we didn't know anything. But now it's like... Now you can smoke a joint and not get it. There's some other things you could use besides the <laughs> vaccine to take care of yourself from it. Oh, there might be pills that might work. There might, might. be other things. And actually cannabis. Okay. Maybe even cannabis. Okay. So, so, so pump the brakes just a minute and, and let's let, you know, rewind. So don't, don't go out on a limb and, and say, you know, I would never say cannabis uh would cure covid or keep you from getting it however this had the story has captured the country in what the last week week and a half two weeks um it basically there was a lot uh, a lab study that was released that found that cannabis compounds basically have the ability to stop covid from entering human cells now there's a whole lot packed into that statement and one needs to consider what that really means. Um, this particular study, it, it doesn't mean that you can go get high and, and go, this is going to keep me from getting COVID. It's not, right? The study didn't say that. Uh, I, and I would be the first one to go, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go do COVID together. Uh. Uh. <laughs> you know, the start of the, at the start of the pandemic, Darren, I remember like not even a month after that, we already started seeing, I started seeing pitches going on. Oh, we'll, we'll see what he can do this and that. Like they were already trying to find, because and the market was open to say, hey, here's a cure. Here's yeah. a treatment. Let's just jump on the bandwagon before we know anything. And some people got suckered into it. That's true. That's true. Now, now I, I will say that, that there was, um, I saw the initial question about, you know, cannabis and whether or not, you know, it held the ability to keep COVID, you know, from, from showing up. Um, but that kind of went away and we didn't hear anything else about it for what, like a year and a half, maybe two years. Now here we are. And, and suddenly there's, there's a study and we're seeing information about this. And so guys understand that there's, there's a couple of things you need to wrap your head around when, when you're considering this. Uh, essentially what you need to understand is what they found out. There were two chemical compounds um, and they did this with hemp. Okay. And it's not to say that these compounds aren't also found in, in, in uh, cannabis, but specifically hemp CBGA, right. Or cannabigeralic, 
acid. Say that fast three times. Uh, and cannabidiolic acid, right? CBDA. Both of these compounds bound themselves to the coronavirus spike proteins, which allowed the virus to enter human cells, right? So these particular compounds would help keep coronavirus from penetrating the human cell ultimately. And so to quote this article from Fortune, it ultimately means that cannabis molecules were able to take away the virus's ability to enter healthy cells. And this is the key takeaway, at least in a Petri dish. Yeah. Now, everybody's running around screaming to the rooftops, oh, there's a study out. This was all done in a Petri dish, right? The human body has far more going on in it than a freaking Petri dish. And so uh, I, I not to dismiss what these particular compounds are doing with respect to uh, allowing COVID to, to enter a human cell, right? A healthy cell. If, if ultimately this is something great, it just means we need more research, right? Uh, It doesn't mean that we need, we, we need to be careless because, you know, we're a daily smoker, right? Um, What, what does it mean? It means be safe, wash your hands, wear your masks, um, you know, run through all your, whatever you believe your safety protocol is, that's what you need to be doing. Stay in compliance with your state and local laws. Um, and from a, from a health minded standpoint, sure. Consume your cannabis, right? But don't, don't use that as a crutch. Don't, don't, don't be silly, right? We don't have the information and social media blew up because of that one study. But again, it, it, it's not a true holistic picture of whether or not cannabis does um, what they think it, it can do in a human body uh, like it's doing to the spike proteins in a Petri dish. Right. So, yeah. right. And does that make sense, George? Too, yeah, yeah, absolutely does. But we don't. We won't have a chance to get the test subjects. We won't get a chance to go ahead and find out if people will get to go ahead and you know try it because there's you know for every part of that study we get, then there's a the part where they talk about where we have actual FDA uh, an FDA approved medicine that says that it you know more people will get become testing positive for COVID even while they're taking the do- taking doses. But this is another issue about research. And where, you know, anything when it comes to the hemp bill being implemented and CBD being something we can actually test, we can actually find out the real proof about it being working on epileptic seizures or, you know, aches and pains. The thing is, is that we're hearing about this research, but there are people that are holding us back from getting that research. Okay. And then the other part is we had to go and dig around for the story right here. Yeah, you can find out CBE can help curb COVID, but look, we look where we had to go and find the stories from U.S. News and World Report, SciTech. We're not finding it from ABC, NBC, CBS, right? These news sources are not giving us any of this right here. God forbid they they're going to have something that's going to go ahead and go against the narrative they have been having fear mongering everybody this whole time. Hey, 
Why don't we find out about it? Why don't we check it out? Why don't you talk to, why don't you do a little investigating? You have all these millions of dollars. Can we take a little bit of time, a little bit to go and look? You have people right now masked up, running, jogging, driving, and it's like they're um, they're not even within like civilization for miles, but they're still doing it because the media has told them, hey, if they tell you three masks, you're putting it on. If they're telling you don't wear cloth now, wear N95. Yeah, find the fake N95s that China's creating for us, okay? Are we not going to believe the media, that. George? Is that it? No. No. And I've looked at stories after stories right now where there was not that long ago I did a story uh, on a media podcast about how the 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 increase the decrease in viewership and the decrease in trust in all these different media outlets. COVID was just that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That's it. Yeah. And anytime we could talk about oh the, let's talk about Rendesivir, let's talk about ivermectin, all this other stuff. But then again, it's just going to use as jokes. No, well, George, if the media if, is if like we can't believe, if we can't believe the media, why should why should people watching believe us? No, I'm talking about George the level no of media. That. I'm talking about corporate <laughs> owned. I, I, I all of it. <laughs> Listen, but, it's hard for me because I used to work for NBC, right? I am in in like intricately aware with how the news was notice what i said was crafted and formulated right in in a very busy newsroom right um but the people don't don't know what to believe today (laughs) those people that run the news they don't live like everybody else they live in you know they live in condos and high rises and and they're either some kind of ivy league uh uh graduated they're not amongst the rest okay that's what it is no i'm with you they can't relate to everyday america to the the audience they talk to they lost that a long time ago well so what i what 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 i would say is based on all this craziness it, it just means we the collective we should stop putting all of our faith and trust uh in big media uh our social media uh and we should do our own research right um don't 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 let your facebook profile or your twitter profile or your don't let pinterest boards <laughs> i'm not saying dictate. don't watch it i'm not even saying don't watch it hey, sure. you want to be entertained by the circus go right ahead you can watch you know all that but the truth is either way you know you got to trust what you're listening to and you got to believe it when i hear every reporter sound like they're coming off an inside edition and they have that that deflect that inflection in their voice covid is covid <laughs> covid rates are going higher and things are getting worse like it's just their inflection of the way they talk they don't even talk like normal people anymore i'm with you george and we're gonna be hypocritical that true and we're gonna leave that part of the show where it was george we tell me tell me what what have we dropped this week uh ricky's producing this we we dropped some new shows this week that that um that folks should be aware of well i, I so. could tell you that on blunt business uh there's a recent episode with uh communications manager of ask growers tm moskalenko there was a lot of issues Who, with ask growers across. what'd you say ask growers ask growers got it yeah so she uh writes for benzinga insider green entrepreneur 
and she does media right. She actually covers various subjects and, and talks to the people about it. And they have a website now that's much like how like Substack is, where they're trying to get actual stories put together, educating and informing brands and helping manufacturers talk directly to customers. So like we talked about legalization. We talked about mergers and acquisitions and monopolies in marijuana. We talked about, you know, cannabis going mainstream, where tech's involved with it, that whole part. Then we could also mention how we uh, we talked to the folks that produce psychedelic water. And we're getting into psychedelics when we talk uh, on certain things on cannabis radio. So we learned about that. I got a case of it still sitting here. I need to go and send down to you there, Darren. Um, I, I I have some psychedelic water in here now. I, I ironically ended up buying some of it myself. Uh, one other, let's see. For, and folks, uh, for any of these shows, Blunt Business or Green Peak uh, with Richard Zwicky, uh, he just talked to Radical Science co-founder and executive chair, Palin Thorogood. All of these shows are available over on CannabisRadio.com. Run on over there. Uh, check out what your favorite shows are. Kind of, you know, there's a lot. There's a ton. I mean, we've been doing this a long time. So go drill down. Figure out what interests you. Then head over. Use your phone. Go to the podcast app. Search your favorite show. Subscribe. Bam. It's that easy. Then you'll you'll stay in the loop. You, Brasco here, he's on every week. You, I mean, his show, one of the top shows on the network, always. So <laughs> make sure you subscribe. <laughs> George, that's going to do it for us. I, we, we're actually done. Uh, folks, anybody, if you guys want to send any questions, you want to talk about being a part of this, uh, love to have you know have any of you guys come and join us and uh, be a part of this um happy to take your suggestions your comments you want us to review some products or whatever we'll do that too uh send us an email to info at cannabisradio.com info at cannabisradio.com and that's what i got today george oh you're good that's i it. think this we don't need to be much longer than this no, i think that's it. you know it's not like we're uh <laughs> We're not those other podcasters who are like celebrities that just want to go and hear themselves talk for four hours at a time or things like that. No, you, we respect your time. We want to make sure to get in and out, give you what you need, and you can move on with your day. In and out like a cheap hooker. Guys, that's it for me. We'll see you next week right here on Cannabis Radio Live. Thanks, everybody.